If you are ready to make this next year the year that you step into a whole new category of possibility for your business, for your finances, for your leadership, then this episode is for you. So today I'm talking about what's really required to have your breakthrough year. I'm talking about a year that puts you into a whole new league of success and possibility. You've probably seen some of your peers that are right at your eye level for years in business. And then it seems like all of a sudden they put jetpacks on and took off, right? They have more traction online. People are talking about them. There's a buzz around their brand. They're collaborating with other people that you admire. They're making way more money. They seem to be more alive in their work. They're doing what you want to be doing. They're writing the books. They're taking the stages. And you wonder, what did they do to turn it up? Like, what was the differentiator? Today, I'm going to tell you, this is a blueprint to your breakthrough year. I think it's really honorable that there are so many entrepreneurs out there willing to put in decades of effort and work to continually chip away at the growth in their business. They really want to honor that compound effect and see it take place. And I also think it's an underutilized opportunity to take bigger leaps in your business as you grow, right? So there should just be this continuous effort helping you grow little by little because oftentimes that's how success comes to be. But also that will keep you underneath the level of potential that you might be thinking that you're going after. That compounding interest over time usually doesn't lead to that stratospheric leap in success. So today I want to talk about the idea about having around having a breakthrough year, like a breakout year, right? The year you go from doing pretty well to a whole new level. And what are the four things that are required in this blueprint to have a breakthrough year? So conveniently, we have been percolating around this idea as a company for a long time because we've had a breakthrough year. So we took the time to really extract the process over the last few years of what was it that took us from good to phenomenal in our growth and took us from a natural growth trajectory into an exponential growth trajectory, both financially, but also in the opportunities we've been getting and the doors that have been opening and our joy in the process and becoming known for what we do. So what were the things that really made the impact? Not only did we do that for ourselves, we also did that for our clients to test and see over the last few years, does this work for other people or did we just have a lucky year? And I'm happy to report that it it works. It's a blueprint that works. And we've really felt strongly as, um, as a company, my husband and I, our team members, that this has to get into the hands of more people because it's not just about the wealth you can generate. It's about really unlocking your potential. It's about living out what you're called to do in your life. And because it's stuff that is applicable and tangible to business owners across any industry, We wanted to compile it and put it all in one place so that you take the guesswork out of what it looks like to have your breakthrough year. So we actually have a program called Your Breakthrough Year. And what it is, is it's essentially the resource hub that holds all of the systems, the templates, the tools, the trainings, the leadership development, 
the courses that break down the how-to in the different areas of how we had our breakthrough year, everything from leadership and vision to sales and marketing to team and systems um, and operations, even family and legacy, all of those pieces of the puzzle. And it breaks it down in their resources under each of those categories. But today I want to touch on and highlight, really zoomed out, the four pieces of the blueprint that we focused on that really made all the difference. And if it feels like something that is aligned and that would really support your journey, you wanna get on the wait list for your breakthrough year because we're capping the amount of people to come in so that we can fully support them in their breakthrough year. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader so you can get on that wait list so that you're first to know when this thing drops so that you can get access to the blueprint and what you need in even, you know, a hundred times more detail than what we're going to talk about today and be fully equipped to have your breakthrough year. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it you're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy success in business and true legacy at home get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy it is time for your breakthrough the first category that i put the most focus in when I was going through this process and made a conscious decision like, okay, this is it, I'm ready to go to my next level, was developing what I call a leadership zone. And it had to be proven in my schedule. So here's what I mean. I was going through the motions, or not even going through the motions, I was being strategic in building and growing my business as an entrepreneur. I was applying marketing principles and strategies. I was working with different coaches to learn new business strategies. But when I was studying and looking at the people who had had their own breakthrough year, right, they had had this giant leap in growth that was not proportional to the amount of time it took to make it happen during that, you know, for a lot of people, it was like in that year's time, they hit that exponential growth curve. I realized that they were doing something that I wasn't doing years ago, and that was really creating time for this leadership zone in my day-to-day as an entrepreneur. I wasn't operating as the CEO of my business. I was operating within my business, right? Like I was a worker within my business, hoping that that would lead to leadership-like opportunities. So instead, I had to start designating leadership time each day. 
Now, it's not likely that all of us will do that all day, every day, because we are small business owners, right? Like we're not in a traditional CEO role where we have a giant team beneath us and we never have to touch any of the tasks of the business. But what we can do is make sure that every day we're allotting that leadership zone time and choosing to consciously step into that role in a planned way daily. This made such a huge impact, but it's often skipped. This is the part that makes my clients the most uncomfortable because it's not, there's not a natural through line, right? It's not like do this thing, check this box, get get the result immediately. It can feel almost a little frivolous when you're maxed out in your time and you have so much work to do to take time to do the leadership zone type things. It can feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have the capacity for this. I have to focus on just getting the work done. I have to be in the business, right? Not work on the growth and the health of the business. So this was a mindset shift for me, but it was one that was hugely transformational. So the first piece is really understanding the mindset mastery that comes from being in this leadership zone. This is a time and space within your day-to-day of your business where you can realize that leaders think differently so that they can do differently, right? Leaders think differently so that they can do differently. And what do you need to do when it comes to your habit of thought as a leader in order to start to tap into how leaders think, right? When you encounter a challenge, where does your mind automatically go, right? When you have a win, do you just gloss over it or do you study it, analyze it, and then double down on it? Right. So leaders just think differently. So there's a there's an element of mindset mastery that comes in this leader zone. There's also time for strategies for developing your leadership skills, not just within yourself, but within your organization. If you have a team, are you taking the time to lead your team well? This is a huge piece. You are not going to get to that massive success that I'm talking about. I'm not I'm not trying to define success for you. Think of the best case scenario for your life. And if that, you know, is your definition of success, that doesn't become accessible alone. So even if it's just bringing in contractors or some support, really understanding that leadership and that growth in leadership is going to be from also leading others within your organization, no matter how small and tight it might be. So taking the time to bring in the right people to support the growth of the company. Now, here's the mistake people make. They hire from a place of desperation, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I just need someone else to take this off my plate. And then they make them a taskmaster and they pay them whatever they pay them. Or they hire without a plan, right? They don't have a hiring process, nor do they have an onboarding process. This is one of the biggest blocks I saw with the leaders that I was working with was realizing, oh my gosh, they know they need to hire or they already are hiring or they have hired, but they never had a plan in place to maximize that hire so that that hire ultimately ended up being a time and money suck for them. And then they got defeated by the process and they ended up putting everything back on their plate anyway. So what do you do instead so that you don't end up in that situation? Well, we created actual hiring templates and processes and onboarding processes that we allowed our clients to then walk their people through to test, is this a process that actually works? And it didn't just work for us, but it will work for them and it does work. So when you join your breakthrough year, 
you get full access to our hiring templates, to our hiring courses that break down exactly how and when to hire, who to hire, how to pay attention to personality in the hiring process, values in the hiring process, skill sets, how to train them up, the onboarding process, our 30, 60, 90 day process, how do you price things out? How do you um, best support that person and lead that person well so that you're saving yourself time and you're getting your ROI on your investment? So team is a big part of that process. And then once you have team in this leadership zone, it's flexing the muscle and understanding how to empower that team. Taking things off your plate. In last week's episode, it was episode 195, I talked about the three things that you need to actually be tangibly doing in your business to be a true CEO. Like that term gets thrown around a lot. But one of those things was firing yourself from multiple different tasks and things that you have on your plate. And that's going to come from bringing in the right team and then properly galvanizing and empowering that team and giving them the resources and tools and training and leadership development that they need to go on and be mission focused and to do the things that are going to drive profit in your business, that are going to support the health and growth of your business. So this is huge. And then finally, under the leadership zone is the idea of taking the time to actually build and continue, this is an ongoing process, build a clear roadmap to growth. If I were to ask you specifically, what's your vision right now for the business? What's the mission statement? Some of you could rattle it off effortlessly. Some of you would be like, well, we hope to do this. And it's evident that you need to dig into that vision a bit more. I go into that in way more detail in episode 195. But assuming that you listen to that and you have a strong vision, now it's, okay, how do we make this real and concrete? And in that leadership zone is your time to sit down and actually build out that roadmap. You can do this first as a visionary leader alone, and then you bring your team into the process and you'll know exactly what you need to do and how to do it and when, which means... You're maximizing your time each day, which I'm going to talk about next. So when you sit down to work, even if you have a condensed work period of two hours, those two hours are so strategic. They're so intentional. They're the actual actions that you can measure and move forward on each day to ensure that the needle is moving in the business. What got you here won't get you there right? You can no longer operate just as an entrepreneur trying to grow your business in order to see leadership levels of success. You have to operate as a leader, which means your schedule has to show the evidence that you have zones of time dedicating, dedicated to being the leader in your business. So take the time to build in these blocks of time. For me, it's the first thing I do because I know it's most critical. So I have a block in the morning that's dedicated to leadership. If you haven't yet downloaded the uh, Leader's Morning Checklist, it's a free checklist that kind of breaks down how I embody this process of being in that leadership zone in the first start of the day so that I can see that growth in my business. So it's free, I pass it along because it's something that I've used for myself and my clients. You can download this checklist for free. It's worked so incredibly well for me to help me get into this leadership zone in a really strategic, specific way. So go to Luminary Leadership Co dot com forward slash checklist luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash checklist download the checklist implement it now the key is actually using it right the tools that we get our hands on that we know work only work not through osmosis unfortunately i've been trying to invent that process but through actual implementation do this for a week you'll already feel the shift towards faster momentum at your back moving you forward in your business 
Okay, the next category, so you got the leadership zone in this blueprint. The next piece of the blueprint is the deep work. I'm sure you've heard about this from our boy Cal, that's an incredible book, deep work, but it's asking yourself the question, is my life designed for deep or shallow work, right? And does my schedule reflect that deep or shallow work? Is it deep innovative work that I'm doing each day that's going to help me step into a whole new league of operation? Or am I doing the menial maintenance work that feels good because I can check the things off my list and it makes me feel busy, but it's not a busyness that's leading to profitable productivity. So this is where we get into the zone. People call it a flow state. But it's the stuff that you as a leader of your organization should have to be doing every single week that's going to allow you to not just grow the business, but start to be known for what you do. The first thing that you have to do is a schedule remodel, right? So we're going to change how you work each day, which will change how you produce each day. In this schedule remodel, you are actually going to do an assessment right? You're going to do an audit of your time. I did this exercise with my mastermind members recently, and it was fascinating to see the light bulbs going off for them. Now, these are all very successful entrepreneurs, many of them earning millions of dollars. They're, they get it, right? They're in leadership roles in their organization. And we identified for each of them what the deep work was or what qualified as deep work for them in that season of their business. And one of our mastermind members, who I adore, She's been in a really stressful season and her deep work would be nurturing the relationships that would lead to sales of her higher ticket offers because that was a deficit for her in this season and that was a big goal economic objective for them, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes. And when she did a full assessment of her work, is she setting herself up for her time to be deep work or shallow work? She saw that only 3% of all of her time was going towards any actions or activities that would actually move the needle in that specific category of the deep work she had to be doing. It was mind-blowing to her because it felt like all the busy work she was doing would ultimately, you know, go downstream and, and lead to the sales that she was needing, only to find that it was really the deep work that would propel it forward. So doing this assessment of time where you actually measure. Now, I know like 80% of you are not going to do this, right? That's how this always works. It's the leaders who want to tap into their next level that do the little things that feel insignificant that make all the difference. So to the 20% of you that are actually going to do this audit, I would love to hear from you and what you learn because I know how impactful this process is. The next thing we're going to put into practice is what we call strategic ignorance. In this specific space, ignorance truly is bliss. So what do I mean by strategic ignorance. When you are sitting down and you are doing the deep work, for me right now, it's writing the book, right? I'm finally writing the book. And every morning when I sit down for my block of time that is designated to writing said book, I practice strategic ignorance. There is no multitasking. There are no low impact tasks. When I say low impact tasks, I mean the things that I've been talking about that feel like they're important, they feel like they're urgent, they feel like they'll add up to something, but they're really a distraction from the deep work. So there's no low impact tasks. There's no checking email. There's no checking in with team. This is a time specifically designated to this deep work. 
The second thing of strategic ignorance is setting yourself up for success by eliminating distractions. I used to be able to just put my phone in like airplane mode. It doesn't work for me anymore. If it's within reach, I will take it, turn it off of airplane mode and find a reason to go on some app on my phone. So I don't have the phone in the room with me. Thankfully, my laziness trumps my temptation to go grab my phone in another room that I'm not gonna get my butt up out of the chair. So having it in another room actually helps. I also have a setting on my computer where I'm blocking out any pop-ups, anything that's like my, nothing's dinging at me on my computer, right? There aren't email notifications popping up in the right-hand corner, nothing like that. So all notifications are off and I shut off my Wi-Fi when I'm working on my book because I don't need it, right? I can, I'm working from within, I'm doing that deep work, I'm getting into the zone and I don't need anything distracting me from that. I also set up specific times for this deep work. It's anticipated and I usually do this deep work during my most engaged time of the day, meaning the time where I'm most alert and feel my best, which for me is the morning. Finally, thank God that it's finally the morning. It didn't always used to work that way for me. So I block that time and I don't give that time to the low impact task, which is often a temptation. We wake up and we just want to power through all the stuff, but then we lose control of our day. We become reactive. Listen to episode 195. I go into more detail on that. So you set up specific times of the day that are intended for deep work, but they're also specific times of day that are intended for the shallow work that does have to get done, right? Things like checking your email and social media and Slack are all conditioned dense down into a block of time that is anticipated and that is powered through during that block and it doesn't bleed into any block of time. You can let your team know that like, hey, I'm not, my team knows when my writing block is, so they're not expecting communication from me. And then finally, the prioritization of your tasks. Everything always feels like it needs to be done. So how do you determine what is a level one, must do it, high impact, task or thing that has to get done versus low impact. Because oftentimes the low impact stuff, it's the squeakiest wheel. It feels the most urgent. So there's a process that we walk you through as a leader of your business, stepping into your breakthrough year, in your breakthrough year, exactly how to do this. How do you identify what you should be doing? How do you wake up every morning with complete clarity of where your time should go, when it should go there, and what things should be going to other people because it will maximize profitability in your organization? So we break this whole process down so it doesn't have to be a guess and check. I did years of guess and check, losing time and money to figure this process out so that you don't have to. So make sure you're on that wait list so that you don't miss the opportunity to leverage tools like this throughout the year. So the key is that one thing that really changed the game for me and was really the inspiration behind this idea of your breakthrough year and this podcast episode was that what happened to me in that that breakout year was I had one place that I went for support in all things. I had a mentor that year that basically allowed me to shut out everything else, all the YouTube videos, all the courses that had piled up, all the things that I had. And I had one place where I could source everything I needed whenever I needed it so that I could break through more quickly. That made all the difference for me. But I know most people aren't going to pay fifty dollars to $150,000 for a year of mentorship. 
So I took and extracted all the things I learned and then I found that I needed to continue to propel myself forward throughout that year and put it in one home so that you, as you're going through your breakthrough year, can pull from those resources whenever you need it, right? Like when you're hiring, okay, I go into the hiring templates. When it's onboarding time, I'm, I'm going in and I'm leveraging the onboarding stuff. When I need to do some visionary work, I'm going through the visionary process that's laid out there. When I'm stuck in my sales and I want to improve, I'm using the sales call templates. Like everything's just organized in one place so that you have that perpetual support to have that breakthrough, right? And then finally, knowing what to focus on, you need to leverage data, your zone of genius, and what propels you fastest to the vision. And again, this is all broken down step by step for you in there, but to give you a high level overview of what I mean by that is throughout that year, we were constantly keeping a finger on the pulse of the things that were working and the things that work were not by leveraging data. We set up UTMs in our business. We um, set up data dashboards. We were pulling our metrics and those became a part of our team call schedule every week. So we knew right away, not like months going by of spending time and money like throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what would stick, we knew immediately, okay, this campaign's working, let's double down on it, we'll put more money into it. This is not, like this email got a really low open rate, let's change the subject line. We knew right away what to do, how to do it, and when to do it so that we could focus our energy in the right places and we knew what deep work we had to do, right? You have to know the data. We gotta also leverage the zones of genius of the members of our team. We didn't just want to do deep work that worked for so-and-so if it's not in alignment with me and how my mind works and what my gifts are. So really leveraging who you are, what makes you tick, how you best operate. And this is all stuff we teach and we break down based on personality assessments and what your giftings are and all of that. But that's so huge. When you can operate and do your deep work from, from your zone of genius, you become an unstoppable force, an unstoppable force. And we wanna help you get there because it is the most empowering thing when you sit down and you know exactly what to do and then you do it and you see the fruits of your labor. You actually feel the inertia taking you forward in your business unlike anything you've ever done before. You do not need to chip away at the growth of your business. You can make big strides. You can make massive leaps when you apply this blueprint for your breakthrough year. So what's next in the process of fully committing and stepping into your breakthrough year, your year where you shine, you wake up and you know exactly what you're called to do. You know how to leverage your business to step into that fully. You're respected as an influential leader in your spheres of business and your industry and in your home with your family, you feel connected to the people you love most as you propel your business and your wealth and the opportunities and the doors opening in your life forward, all of those things are falling into place. The next piece of the blueprint is profitable innovation. Now I talked a lot. I always talk about the idea of innovation. Your toes should be always on the edge of the cliff as an entrepreneur taking the risks. I know a lot of people, I ran a poll in my Instagram stories not too long ago where I asked the entrepreneurs that follow along, are you more risk averse or risk tolerant? And it really surprised me how many people were risk averse. 
And I understand there are different personality types that have different propensities that make them have a bent one way or the other. But my challenge to you, no matter what is most comfortable for you, it doesn't have to be the zone that you stay in. Innovation and risk-taking are absolutely necessary components of finding success, true, sustainable success in business. So what is profitable innovation? Well, there's innovation, there's taking risk, but then there's profitable innovation. It's actually doing things with a mindset of profitability, with a focus on profitability. You hear me talk a lot about the, quote, health of your business, and it's primary. When you're the leader of your business, you have to have a finger on the pulse of the health of your company, of your small business, of of yourself as a leader of that business. So this is about, first and foremost, product ideation for cash flow and long-term profit planning. So here's how you do this. You start by having that clear vision that we've talked about, but you have it based around how you're going to get there, right? And you're going to get there by pushing towards three economic objectives this year. These are the three measurable, financially needle-moving goals that you have within your business. And then when you're stepping into that leadership zone, you are continuously innovating with that mindset around profitability. What is it that I need to create, to launch, to develop, to support? When you are laser focused in on three economic objectives, three things that you know when you achieve them, when you knock down those pins, it actually has massive propulsion financially in a positive direction for your business. Then you ensure all the little tasks and the little things that you and your team are putting your energy towards will be profitable. And in order for a business to be healthy and successful, there has to be good cash flow. There has to be good cash flow today, and there has to be a plan for continued cash flow long term. So when you're ideating these products, right, when you're looking at your business and you're saying, what offers need to be created now that my clients, my ideal clients, my people, product services are asking for and would buy. It could be things like, do I have order bumps that I create? Do I have upsells that I develop? Do I have downsells so I don't miss the opportunity to accept payment from someone who might not want this specific product that I'm promoting, but would want this downsell? So you're thinking about ways to be more profitable in the things that you're already doing or could be developing right now. And then you're also looking at two, three years out in the business saying, what are the offers that I'm going to include into my product development or my uh, offer suite, ascension suite, whatever you want to call it, that are things I'm working towards. They will be things that I have in the queue that will drive cash flow in the business. And then you can assess those innovations. You can look at them and actually go through a process that we're going to walk you through in your breakthrough year to determine, is this a project for right now? Is it something for down the line? And is it even viable? How do I know that when I put this thing out to the world, that it will stick, that it will create cash flow, or will it be dead on arrival? Like some of the other things you may have tried in the past that are leaving you feeling burned and a little bit jaded around ideating new products and new offers and services that you could bring to life now. So this idea of profitable innovation is saying, I'm not just going to be a visionary up here at 30,000 feet spitting a million ideas out a day because that's what we're good at. It's saying which ideas are the ideas that are going to move the needle financially. We want you in a business model and in a business that is generating cash flow and building wealth.
generating cash flow, building wealth. The money's there right now. The money is going to be there in the future. And the money is going to be there to stand the test of time. So you're innovating, you're taking wise risks that are going to leave, lead to more profit. And then finally, prolific creation. All of the most respected, admirable leaders out there that were consuming their content is because they're putting out a prolific amount of good quality, high quality content. So this is going to feel a little stressful for those of you that are at max capacity saying, oh my gosh, I already managed my social media. We put out a newsletter, like how much more can I possibly create? I'm saying you have to work smarter, not harder. So developing and leveraging the systems that allow you to take one good quality piece of high level content that your people are asking for and repurpose it and chunk it down into 50 pieces of content. This podcast episode right now that I'm creating is also being filmed. So you might just be listening to it. It's being videoed and then it will turn into over 30 pieces of content over 30 pieces of content that can be used now and in the future. And all of those pieces of content are taking our people on a journey. It's not just enhancing their lives or solving their problems from listening to it or watching it or watching the clips of it or reading the blog of it or reading the carousel posts of it or whatever it might be. It's also taking them somewhere. They're saying, okay, and then this is the next step. The same way I'm telling you perpetually to go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader to get on the wait list for your breakthrough year. That's part of the journey. I know this is what you guys need. I've studied, I've run the data, and then I'm saying I've created a profitable innovation over here on this side of it that's going to solve the problem of trying to grow your business right here. So that's taking you on a journey. So the content you're creating should not just be for likes and shares. It should be for where you're taking your people that will also lead to profitability and prolificacy. So you can take the time to create that system. If you're not much of a systems person, or if you've tried to do this before and it's fallen flat, we have a system that really works. It exists in your breakthrough year. But you want to have a content creation system that helps you be incredibly efficient and put out 20, 30, 40X the content without having to invest a lot more time. There's a lot of specific AI tools that we break down, many of which are free that you can be leveraging that are gonna save you so much time and money. We have processes that you can leverage to, to outsource this to somebody else that you can trust within your team that can just master this so that you can be in your zone of genius of just the creation and then hit record, do your thing, and then pass it off to the team with the right process in place so that this can get out into the hands of more people. You also have to discern two different things. Where do people wanna consume you most and where are people gonna consume you best, right? So most is probably social media. What platform on social media where people are kind of getting little bite-sized pieces of you throughout the day? But then where are people gonna consume you best where they become avid believers and fans in your mission and your movement and what you're putting out into the world. For many people, that's when you're speaking on stages or writing books. So you're gonna have that more consistent, prolific content in places like podcasts and blogs and social media where people can chunk it down and, and consume it on the internet. But you also wanna start thinking about where am I gonna step into my prolific era as a fill in the blank, a speaker, a writer, 
right? Like a course creator where you're putting stuff out in a bigger way where people are paying to consume that content. So it's managing a bunch of the different pieces, but it's understanding that until you're you're putting your stuff out in a way that people can't get enough. You know, I have a lot of clients say like, well, how do I grow my following? Or how do I become respected or known in my industry? I feel like the best kept secret. And my answer is always the same. Be so good and so consistently in their face that people cannot ignore you. I saw this with Cody Sanchez. She's someone I didn't know who she was a year ago. And then just under a year ago, I started seeing her content and it was hitting me like over and over and over and over. And it was super high quality content and it was speaking to everything I was looking for. And then it was taking me on a journey. She has done a tremendous job of becoming prolific in her creation, but she does it using systems, team, and processes that allow her to do it in a way that it's not taking up more of her time. It's just capturing her in the moments that she's in her leader zone, in her zone of genius, and then being able to chunk that down and put it out so people can consume. So what is this blueprint to your breakthrough year? Well, it starts with being in the leadership zone. Go get the leader's morning checklist if you haven't yet, luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash checklist. Then it's identifying what is the deep work and then setting aside and compartmentalizing the time for the shallow work that has to get done. It's also profitable innovation and product ideation that's going to support that for cash flow now and wealth long-term, and then prolific creation. All of these are gonna be broken down in full, the systems that we've developed to support you in these processes in your breakthrough year, the program, so that you can have your breakthrough year. I wanna come alongside you and say, hey, this is what worked for me. This is what worked for our clients when we tested what worked for me to make sure it didn't just work for me. So you can have the ultimate all-in-one resource of everything you need to grow your business, to lead with confidence, to get back your time, and to have your breakthrough year and have the tools you need in your back pocket as you need them so that you can pull more quickly and build that momentum and inertia. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader to get on the wait list and make sure you join this program. We're pricing it stupid low. I've already gotten the feedback from my team and my peers that this is cray cray, that we're putting all this stuff out into the world. We usually price one single course more than what we're pricing all of our courses and templates and tools in one place that you can have access to for the year so you can have your breakthrough year. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this spoke to you, please share it, pass it along. Make sure you let other people know that this is how you tap in to the true potential that's calling you. Thank you for listening. Until next week. We'll talk soon. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.